Welcome to Apples and Oranges. I'm Matthew. And I'm Jack. And here with us today, we have a really good friend of mine. And we just, one of the funniest heads I know, Luke. Hi, everyone. I'm Luke. Luke Maloney. Thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, Thank, member thanks so of, much for having me. Sure. Same same uh, comedy group as uh, as Jack. Members of Free Beer, very funny group. Now, uh, now officially a former member. It's true. I just graduated. Graduated. You're an alumni. A day or two ago. Yeah, I guess it's like technically. I don't know if I have to wait till I get my diploma, but I'm just kind of going like I am graduated. Yeah. You're a you're an alumna. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have any debate experience throughout your life? Um. In uh in eighth grade, we had to do the great debates, uh, just as like a cumulative uh, school project, and it was really crazy. Like people would get topics like the death penalty, <laughs> like, wow. like these really serious, very um, politically um, centered uh, debates between like eighth and seventh graders. It was pretty weird. But we, I know that I won. I forget what um, what subject I have, but I know that my team won. It, uh, did, I guess that was in place of like, I know my middle school did uh, like, like the speech unit for the seventh and eighth graders, like writing mm. a really good speech. And then there was also like a speech competition for any seventh and eighth graders that wanted to enter, you know, that felt really good about their speech giving skills um yeah and we also we i don't think we really had a debate team like meeting people now some people are like oh i love debate or like my our debate team was like our jocks at our school uh (laughs) but we did have mock trial which i also did and that was kind of fun i love seeing like little kids debate i think it's a it's a real blast yeah well so this week's little kid we have on to debate you uh you know. uh, his name is Ben Shapiro, um, <laughs> and I imagine he was probably the coolest kid in his high school, right? I mean, really little kid, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the littlest guy. Back when he was in high school, it was just uh, it's just like the image of a um, like a preschooler walking around a high school. It's like he's the coolest guy in school. He's like really smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, but if you're listening, listening Ben, yeah. all joking aside, all joking aside, Ben please come on the show we'd love to have you on we'll show you a good mm-hmm. time come on the podcast seriously yes. yeah please, ben. maybe you can try to break my one zip record of perfect debate winning streak <laughs> hey wait so is there like a winner and a loser of do we come to a decision on who won yes so oh, fuck. maybe i screwed <laughs> the stakes just went through the roof <laughs> yeah and on that note i have y'all's two topics right here right before me okay the generator right. has given me for matthew you are going to be arguing in favor of a halloween costume and right. luke you're going to choose a pizza topping oh brother Okay, uh, Matt, you can do a little opening statement for us. Yeah, let me do a little preamble. Um, The preamble is I've definitely gotten this topic before. um, And uh, I, I, you know, for the sake of um, expanding my my mind as a debater, I'm not going to debate the exact same one. It would also be very boring to listen to if you've listened to that one. And this one, um, if you're a person that doesn't exist, because I don't think any that would be the case. I will pick a different Halloween costume than I did last time. Um, just as good, just as um, classic uh, uh, and I- iconic, and that uh, that is a witch. Mm. A witch is the best Halloween costume. Um, let, let me break it down. Um, I, I feel like in the early days of Halloween costumes, what uh, you know, what was there uh, for uh, for a little girl to dress as? Uh, what her mom it was a very male-centered game the halloween costuming world that is until people realized witches aren't scary anymore now they're cute so you dress up a little kid as a witch and it's adorable trick-or-treat Aww. 
um, years <laughs> later. It is a it's a perfect costume for kids of, of all types. Everyone loves to dress as a witch. They can do all sorts of magic. Um, if you like Harry Potter, you also like these witches. And if you like the Wizard of Oz, you <laughs> like these witches. Um, it's a perfect costume. Um, and I yield my time now to Luke. All right, Luke. Um, I have selected my topping. Some might think this is kind of an easy one to go for. I think it's actually quite an interesting choice. I'm going to go with pineapple and ham. This is my pizza pizza topping. Um, and just kind of on the basis of it is a, it's a culturally very relevant, um, very divisive pizza topping. Uh, and I think it kind of is a litmus test for a lot of people. Like, are you willing to um, take, take great risks? Are you willing to kind of, uh, you know, get everything you can out of life? Uh, and I think pineapple on pizza, if you're not willing to try it, if you're not willing to take the plunge, it says a lot about you. Uh, if you are willing to try it, if you're kind of like adamant that everyone else try it, it, it also says a lot. I think it is in our culture uh, kind of like the, the founding divisive thing. You know, if I think of like, what, what is something that, you know, you could really start a debate about? It'd be pineapple on pizza. And, and that, that's why I think pineapple on pizza is so much more. And ham. Mm -hmm. Pineapple and ham on pizza is so much more important to us as a culture than witch costumes, which, which I, don't even, I don't even think about witch costumes ever. All right, the floor is open. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is right. for shots and fire. <laughs> uh, uh, not kosher, not halal. That's the first thing. <laughs> um, so already you're, you know, okay, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say you have personally offended me. You know, I, mm. I, I can take it, though. I do. I, I would consider that an ad hom uh, 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 <laughs> suggesting suggesting that that ham would is one of the great toppings, uh, let alone as good as a, a witch costume. But, you know, that's an ad hom. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you say it says a lot about someone, whether or not they, uh, they like pineapple on pizza. I'm going to now share my position on this, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, I'm willing to try pineapple on pizza, but I do not like pineapple to begin with, so it seems pointless. Right. Um, it seems like a pointless endeavor, but I would try it. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe it is the golden combination. Maybe it will change my mind. But uh, why don't you like pineapple? Am I allowed why don't to ask? I like? I yeah. it's I don't know. I mean, that's taste. I guess it's a matter of taste. <laughs> but <laughs> what else could it be? Yeah. The color puts you off. <laughs> Ew! I don't like um, that it's spiky on the outside and yeah. uh, nice and soft in the middle. Yeah, no, it looks like um, it looks like it, it it's designed to hurt me um mm. pineapples it, it looks like it's uh like in one of those anti-predatory uh um uh fruits or um or yeah. plants um and you know as a, as a human i am the the predator of fruit uh and so that really puts me off um as as should any human that this is if we're just getting to my opinion but as should any human you know pineapples are uh, pineapples are icky um i'm not going to argue that pineapple doesn't belong on pizza I just, um, I, I think the, the argument itself is, uh, is silly because it's the most controversial. It's the best, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think that logic can apply uh, anywhere else. Um, but there's nothing, there's nothing controversial about the witch costume. It, there's mm -hmm. an elegant simplicity to it. It's very, it's vintage. It's a good classic costume. That's reliable. Um, it's easily identifiable, which is one of the biggest issues with so many Halloween costumes yeah, true. is that they're not easily identifiable, which is so clear. It is classical Halloween iconography. Pineapple on pizza wasn't even a mainstream pizza until like the last few decades. Then you're adding ham too, which a large chunk of the population can't even eat. Uh, you're, yeah. you're losing me there. I'm going to go ahead and drop kind of a big bomb in the middle of this, um, this whole debate. I've never had pineapple on pizza. 
Whoa. There we have Whoa. it, folks. There we Hold have on. it. That is, not, <laughs> that is not an admission uh, or a concession that I think pineapple on pizza is any less important, uh, whether I've had it or not. In fact, I think it makes it more important to me. It's something in my life that I'm not ready to do yet. And I say that it's a litmus test for who's ready to kind of like, you know, gather all the zest from this life. I really think that's true. And I don't think I'm there at that point in my life that I'm allowed to cross that threshold, but I do hold it as a, as a threshold, as many people in our, our culture do. And I, I understand um, that it was actually very insensitive of me to include a non-kosher option, a non-halal option. And so I say, but I'm a vegetarian. Like I don't even eat, eat ham. When I try pineapple and ham on pizza though, I think I will eat both. But this is what I wanna say about witch costumes. A witch costume is a very useful thing. Um, if, if you are kind of, if you're kind of silly, if you're kind of um, lazy, um, Cause I would like, I would like to know like how many of your friends went as a witch this year? Uh, none of my friends went as a witch this year and I would not go as a witch because Halloween is all about expressing yourself. Halloween is all about, um, you know, creating kind of bombshell costumes. That's going to make everybody's head turn like, Whoa, what just walked in my door? Is that, is that the ghost of John F. Kennedy or what, what, what you may have dressed up as. Um, and so for me, the witch is, it's like the cat. It's like, yeah, a lot of people are gonna be going as it, you're gonna see that witch. It's, it's an important icon, obviously the witch's hat. But to me, what it, what it represents is less like a, a, a bold, fun costume choice, more a boring, uh, kind of stale go-to that is also subtly but surely erasing the history of the Salem witch hunts and I feel like I didn't want to bring that into this um, because I don't think you're you're trying to erase the history of the Salem witch hunts in this country or at least I wouldn't expect that from you because I think you're a good guy uh, but a, a lot of research has gone into into that and the erasure so, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, but before the uh, before your mention of the uh, the Salem witch hunts, which uh, yeah, you know, I would, I of course, I, I would never uh, you know, try to erase that uh, that history. You know, well, if anything, it's sort of honoring the. Uh, you just you know, were erasing it. Oh, well, well, no, okay. it's it's no, sort no, of no, a statement. You, like, need to say, you say what you need to say. I'm because sorry. what we're doing is you know we are the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn you know so it's sort of in honor of them um uh first of all uh yeah. second of all you know i think the right so we all know the witch is this icon so let me let me tell you um a story about a uh, about a, a young lady named uh, uh, uh tina um you know and, and tina she works a long work week um, you know, she, she's busy and all she does is works and sleeps. She doesn't have any time for herself, but it's Halloween weekend. She, you know, she's going out with her friends, even though she knows she's going to be exhausted the next day. She's got an early shift. She's going out with her friends. She doesn't have time to go shopping, but she has this, this nice witch's hat that she wore for Halloween a few years ago. Why not dust off a classic and have a fun night out with the girls? So she goes out as a sexy witch gets drunk and has fun with her friends and the next day at work she's like you know the the, the rat race is a slog but uh you know it's, it's nice to have some fun every every now and again it, it almost makes it worth it do you think the um, witch costume was important to that story <laughs> i guess it's I, because theory. it's a staple it's a standby it's a it's a staple saying. and a standby yeah it's you know okay. it's it's uh it, it, it definitely adds to the night because if it's, if that's what she has, right. you know, part of it nothing. is dressing up. Yeah. No, I'll say, I'll say a witch costume is better than nothing. That's a, that's actually a really good point, Matt. So if you were debating, if my topic was nothing and your topic was witch, witch costume, you, I, I would actually concede that to you. 
Um, oh, thank you. I, I actually have a question <laughs> for Luke. So on the topic of, of nothing, I believe it is true that one of the most popular pizza toppings is no topping is, at all. Is nothing. Yeah. Right. Jeez. I mean, how, how, can does ham and pineapple even with the stand up against that? Um, Were you getting my, your slices? What? So, sorry about the ghost in our podcast studio. To, uh, yeah, I apologize. There, a ghost there, is a, there is a ghost haunting in us. Podcast studio, and it's getting now. That's that's crazy. that's a costume I can get behind. No, no, <laughs> it is you know with the 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 whole history of the um of of a of, of costumes that are ghost like in this country. No. I no. I think not. I think not. <laughs> um, I'm talking Charlie Brown. You're talking oh, just you're a million eye holes, Brown. Yeah, uh, but I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to get back to um, what what you were saying, Jack. When I'm getting a pizza, you know what I get? I get a I get a cheese pizza, and then boom, I put oregano on it. I put red pepper on it. I put more salt on it because I'm kind of like that. I put garlic on it, and I put black pepper on it. And I just get the works. That's me. Because I'm kind of an easy breeze. I put hot sauce on it if they have hot sauce there. Because I'm kind of a guy who's on the move. I've got a lot to do. I'm sort of like Tina, who who's wearing her her witch costume. I kind of like don't do anything really interesting, right? Um, but I think that if we're aspiring to, you know, live our best lives and take big risks and swing for the fences, which we should. Um, the Hawaiian pizza, which is what I'm going to call it from now on, because that's really that's the best way to uh, talk about it, um, is feels appropriative. I don't know. Uh, it does feel a little bit appropriative, but I also think it speaks to the the nature of this country as kind of a, a melting pot, which I like. Um, I and I just like that. <laughs> the analogy of a pizza, where we're all a bunch of different toppings. Right. You know, if exactly. you said a fondue, maybe I'd agree with you, but. Uh a fondue and what we get dipped i mean that's actually kind of it's kind of true that's true i think a fondue is probably better than both things we're arguing in favor of because it is a real life melting pot i would Um, never say fondue is better than hawaiian pizza so i think i'm i'm just about (laughs) ready to hear closing statements on this one i think i'm I'm nearing my decision i just need you know a final few takes please i can give my closing statement Go for it. A, oh, a witch's costume, I think, to Matt's point, is a useful thing. It is. It's something you duff, dust off, uh, you kind of, you throw on for a raucous night of fun. It's a very, it's a very pragmatic thing. It, it's a very utilitarian way to look at the importance of things there, Matt. Um, but I would say that a Hawaiian pizza is so much more than the thing itself. Uh, it's a question. It's a dare. Um, it is a um, cultural moment that has been going on for a pretty long time and is going strong into the future. Uh, and what I really love about it is that it just symbolizes. It symbolizes risk. It symbolizes the melting pot. And frankly, it symbolizes um, fun, which is the most important thing of all. I believe the witch's costume is all is is a greater symbol of fun. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not, I know this is a final statement. I shouldn't be doing you know counterpoint here, but that it's just sure. worth mentioning, um, you know, with all the fun that is had in it. Um, because food, once you've eaten it, the fun is over, but, uh, with a good costume, the, like the witch's costume lasts (laughs) all night. Anyway, um, so, uh, the witch's costume is completely iconic. It is a standby and a staple, which it makes it so easy and lets, it gives people permission, uh, to have fun. Um, it is a great costume for, uh, uh, you know anyone of all ages but you know it was uh, especially useful for little girls and now uh, more often adult women um perfect for fans of franchises such as the wizard of oz and harry potter um it's a great costume and i you will see me uh next year in a sexy witch costume the old night time
Final statement over. My decision's been made. I'm going to be honest. Matt, you, you had Luke on the ropes for, like, the majority of that. Like, most of it. But I'm going to give it to Luke for a last-minute yeah. swinger, you know? Um, but that, he's Luke, not biased. But Luke, you ran. We know each other. You you dug yourself into a hole there for a while, Luke. Upon not having being a vegetarian and not ever having <laughs> pineapple pizza, but you were able to maybe forget about that. Had I ended the argument in that moment, you know, toast. You would have been toast. Okay, understood. So, moving forward, you know, <laughs> be careful out there. <laughs> this is just a warning shot yeah yeah it's less this a victory just... for me it's more because well, like, i know hey, you're because i know you're, yourself well you're still undefeated right now yeah you're still undefeated so right now yeah. you are at one zero which was your prediction so if you want to like you know purposely lose the next few you you will be seen as a nostradamus i don't think so i don't think i'm gonna throw any matches uh tonight <laughs> i'm a man of conviction well. so all well, right well well, that was only that was only one percent of Matthew's power. So no, <laughs> yeah, the, I'm gonna again. use the other ninety nine percent moderating this next one. <laughs> so um, and then you'll be depleted for the, the next. <laughs> that's exactly right. I will be like exhausted. I'll be breathing heavily the whole debate. I will be clearly like sweating into the mic. Like the mic will sound. The audio will be moist. Okay, good. we will need to ring out the audio. It will be so frankly waterlogged um speaking of uh being soaked and waterlogged my computer is completely soaked and waterlogged with topics but i just wrung out two of them um it's great i'm delivering them to you on little silver platters uh uh jack you're gonna be uh arguing in favor of a holiday and luke you are going to be arguing in favor of a cartoon character. Okay. Oh, also, this is our Christmas episode, so bear that in mind. Okay, just, I just checked the calendar. This is our Christmas episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I'm going to be arguing in favor of Christmas. The holiday's jolliest time of the year. <laughs> and I recognize that not everyone celebrates Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to argue that Christmas is the best holiday. So maybe you'll get on the Christmas bandwagon after this one, everyone. You know? You'll realize we've been missing out. <laughs> uh, basically, look, I, 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 I think all the religious stuff aside, uh, I, I'm just full disclosure with y'all. I'm a big media fan. I love media. I love entertainment. The crux of this argument is being the fact that Christmas is the best holiday because it's got the best media. And I'm sure Luke could pick a, ho- a cartoon character and none of them would be as good as a Christmas, something from like a Rankin and Bass or like another sick animated cartoon Christmas special. So Christmas is literally a, a, a tour de force on all sides, on all fronts. I don't see how a puny cartoon character could ever stand a chance against, you know, a holiday that honestly went from zero to hero in the past 500 years. Like mm-hmm. just really, really big come up, really big ups. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's bussing time. Like, let's hear what the guys say. <laughs> um, am I, am I allowed to go now? I yield my time. Thank you. My, the Christmas, sorry, the cartoon character that I'm choosing. I don't want anyone to use that against me that I said Christmas Jack is not in my head. I am totally. I know. I am totally lucid. I he's not gotten to me. (sighs) Okay, the cartoon character that I have selected for my cartoon character is Bugs Bunny. Eh, what's up, Doc? I don't know if I have to keep making an <laughs> opening statement or whatever. I don't know if that's necessary since, I mean, we all kind of get like the inherent value of that, just that one line, like, hey, eh, eh, what's up, doc? Like, he represents to people kind of like this, this character that's like, it's, he's witty, he's, he's funny, he's ever. chill, he's always above it. He's kind of like, <laughs> 
zen in this weird way but also like right he's very he's on top of it in control he's he's silly he's playing pranks um and he's one of the merry melodies crew so that's big for him too uh bugs bunny is way more awesome than christmas because christmas is like it's just like totally junked up and messed up and nobody you know i'm not even going to go into what will become the crux of my argument later but christmas is it has a net negative effect on our society uh and if it were up to me it would be canceled um i i could have chosen the grinch here because because he's just he's a hero to me too but i didn't choose him i went with bugs bunny because he's he's funnier than mickey mouse always has been always will be um he's smarter than the smartest man and he's he's faster than you could ever imagine and so i have to choose him i think that christmas has i, mean, I yield my is, time i'm not even gonna allow you Sorry, that. No, you i'm not go. gonna allow you to yield it i uh, look i i don't think <laughs> christmas is ever it has never like you know bowed before bugs bugs is bowed before christmas many oh. times he's been and you think about the mucking of christmas yeah sure it's like trashy and media but like yeah. look some people can't handle the overstimulation if the kitchen gets too hot you leave the kitchen okay you can have a holly jolly christmas in a cabin away from society it'll still be holly jolly it'll still be christmas and look <laughs> fucking bugs bunny you talk about junked up gross media space jam with lebron james come on sell out much sell out much bugs bugs <laughs> sell out um you yield your time well i'm so not me. even it, we're, it's just on the debate <laughs> floor right now i mean we're, yeah, okay, anything so no can happen yielding. on the debate floor if you right, if one of you were to beat off. the other one of you with a cane like uh like on okay. the, the steps of congress like, like that senator charles day. biddle that's right like senator charles biddle that fateful if, day on the I steps of the capitol you, building if i were to throw you on the ropes like that one episode where bugs totally ra- rouse that um that boxer I anyway bugs. anyway <laughs> i'm sure here's what i want to say about christmas it's super mucked up because <laughs> we used to have this great holiday called yule uh and, you know, the Germanic folk had it, Saturnalia, which was a kick-ass festival for the Romans where they just, you know, they drank lots of wine and they puked up a lot of stuff. And then the, the Christians come along and they're like, you know what? No, now you don't get to have fun during this time of year anymore. Now you have to think about God's birth, which actually happened in summer, by the way. So it's all a big lie. And you have to go to church with your family. And you have to have you have to have a lot of stress around this part of year because need I mention the suicide rate skyrocketing around Christmas? Do I do I even need to bring that into that? Because if I don't need to bring it in, I won't bring it in. But it's just a fact. And it's because Christmas is so mucked up and it makes everyone upset. And God, it's so mucked up. It's so mucked up. Thank you. He gets my it's point. Not. Look, I Here. that is that is yeah, no, I yield my co- time. I do yield. Look, correlation <laughs> correlation does not equal causation. The only reason that suicide rate tracks is because Christmas occurs around the earliest sunsetting times of the year when seasonal depression oh my God. is hitting its heat. Yeah, it get destroyed. Christmas is nothing to do with how dark <laughs> it gets outside. I can't believe there, he's making this argument right now. This is not an argument. This is a fact. I don't. I don't argue. That's the thing about this podcast that I should. I should have explained to Luke before he got. Mad. I don't argue. I only spit facts. And the fact is that Christmas is the holiest, jolliest holiday. And sure, whatever rabbit season, duck season, not it's Christmas season. And yeah, merry melodies. Where do you think that merry <laughs> shit came from? Where do you think that came from? Come on. You are brainwashed by Christmas. You have been completely taken by Christmas, taken in and made into another Christmas copy. I'm right. Here's what, here's what's, no. I have, I have cheer. Sue me. (laughs) You are just, you're just, can I say it? You're another fallen soldier in the war on Christmas because Uh, Something has happened with a backlash against Christmas lately, which it rightly deserves because it's mucked up. As I've said, by the way, many times before that it's mucked up. I've heard that. Thank you. Thank you. And guess what? You're just one of these 
I'm going to go ahead and say it. Say it. Ultra conservative, ultra nationalist, sort yep. of um, hyper Christian evangelical types. I am. Um, has <laughs> You're right. Forced Christmas, a mucked up holiday, and a lie. Um, and Santa, who can we talk about this for a while? This is something Sorry. that I've been wanting to get into. Santa okay. is not real. And Bugs Bunny is real. Does that make him any? No, less? no, no. Bugs Bunny is not real. I do not pretend to say Bugs Bunny is real. But Christmas Santa, is real, right? Santa is not real, and he's just like an encouragement for for parents to lie to their kids. It's just like society being like, "Yo, parents, do you love telling your kids the truth? Forget about it. Now you have to lie to them about this guy, and you have to betray your child. You, as a parent, are forced by our government." To betray your child for Christmas. You can leave Christmas. I, I don't know what Christmas has to do with this. Christmas is real. No parent <laughs> has ever told their kids and lied to their kids that Christmas is fake or real. Santa, that's another question. I don't know what his deal is. You know, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing for a holiday mascot here. Whoa, <laughs> but you would try to separate Christmas and Santa? I'd, I'd love to hear that, that take. Well, Christmas is celebrated in a variety of ways in different cultures. I, for instance, when me and my family have Christmas, we don't believe in Santa because my brother is a senior <laughs> in high school. I'm a god. We don't we don't wait for Santa. We're not like, oh, Santa's coming. Santa's over. So I, we're, it's sort of a Santa-less Christmas. I have and a that's question. Just how we do it, and that everyone has a take. Were you told by your parents that there was a Santa? I I was. I, I it's a rite of passage to 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 believe in. You Santa. You see it as and a I rite was, of passage. That just tells me how deeply hurt you have been <laughs> by this incredible lie that you see your parents is lying to you as a rite of passage i was told that there was a santa i was and never believed it for a second because i'm a i'm do you celebrate christmas in a yeah. couple weeks are you gonna have a you're not gonna celebrate no i will are you gonna do a, are you gonna do a bugs-a-thon is that you know, what you do here's Getting here's the truth people and watch some Here, merry melodies here's the truth here's the truth this Christmas is gonna stink for me. <laughs> that that should just go to show you this Christmas is gonna suck. And here's a bunch of reasons why. Gotta go to church, haven't been in like two years. Don't want to do that. Mom and dad are divorced. But instead of having two Christmases, which some people think is awesome, I think is junked up. They're both going to be in the same house and it's awkward as hell. Mom doesn't like the smell of cigarettes, so can't smoke. going to be on edge. And I'm not getting anything that I want. And what do you, guess what? what? What do you want? I'm not even getting coal either, which would be kind of fun. What do you uh, want? Yeah, what, what do you want for Christmas? Um, perhaps a, a wealthy patrician who who listens to our podcast would like to uh, <laughs> would like to be your Santa this year and uh, get you, you know, something if you there's really someone want. Out there, yeah, I've actually I've wanted one thing for the last twenty one years and I've never gotten it. A better holiday. Oh fuck. Okay. okay. A more oh. fun, festive <laughs> party. A party holiday like Halloween where you get to have fun with your friends and not sit around doing freaking God knows what. It's it sounds to me like you've been celebrating Christmas wrong because Christmas parties are a thing. People have Christmas parties. They made movies about Christmas parties. Bugs Bunny, I'm sure, you know, was probably not invited to a single one in his life. That guy's a fucking freak. <laughs> yeah, I would. An I would anthropomorphic like to... bunny. What is this? kind of freak this show is, is this this is just like bugs bunny honestly this is just like bugs bunny to disappear for a while to kind of hang in the background and reappear at the perfect moment like he took a a, a wrong turn toward puxatani he's jumping out of the ground out of his hole and he's got something for you bugs bunny bugs bunny and he represents funniness easygoingness speed and cleverness christmas represents divorce not getting what you want 
having consumerism, which is a whole other thing that I haven't gone into, and lies. Bugs Bunny is the face of consumerism. Bugs Bunny is on more t-shirts, uh, on more lunchboxes, on in more movies and TV shows, more screen time uh, than St. Nicholas himself. And you can take that to the bank. I would take it back to the bank, but guess what? It would bounce because it's totally untrue. It's completely erroneous. And guess what? You suck for that point because it was a fucking lie. You know what? (laughs) That was a perfect point for you to make because it was a lie and you're a classic Christmas liar. Liars by the fire, baby. That's what I call a bunch of people celebrating Christmas. Look, all right, Christmas, all right. Hold on, hold okay. on. No, no, break it. This will be a part of my closing statement. This will be a part of no, my no, no, no. no. I, I had a follow up question. If you if you just want to say a thing, go for it. All I was gonna say is that you're accusing me of lying when literally Bugs Bunny is the greatest trickster of all time, and I yeah. would never trust that conniving bunny. And Santa is just an old guy who gives. I mean, look, it's just honesty and trust and the values of Christmas. You know, being tre- treating others good and not you know dropping an anvil on them or calling them derogatory terms like doc all right so um you know they say the greatest trick bugs bunny ever pulled was convincing elmer fudd he was a pretty lady um so (laughs) i guess uh um just to shift gears a little bit within this debate because right right now you're both doing very strongly and i'm actually having a bit of a tough time um you know figuring out who's winning here i guess just a jumping off point is um you know, arguing in favor of holidays or cartoons. Um, could you both uh, discuss the Grinch? Yeah, I can. Yeah, he's great. He stole the most valuable thing possible. Wait, did you say he's just great? Did you just say the Grinch was great? Yeah, the Grinch is great. He, he, he had an admirable cause. He's a Christmas figure. I think the Grinch is sick. Without Christmas, do you think the Grinch could exist? It's like the Joker and Batman. It's like, it's, it's one of the greatest dynamics ever. Christmas and the Grinch. Duh. I'm so sick of this. Because I'm sick of having to explain this again and again to people when I get into debates with them. It was the very nature of Christmas that drove the Grinch up onto that mountain. It was, let me say it again. It's the very nature of Christmas that drove the Grinch up to that mountain. All the way to Mount Crumpet? All the way to the peak of Mount Crumpet. And it took, yes, here's, people will say, oh, but his heart grew through three sizes that day. I was going to say. That was not, that was not Christmas. That was Cindy Lou Who. Okay. Christmas with its boisterous noise. Nor was it Bugs Bunny. It's oppressive consumerism. It's outright right lies. The Grinch couldn't stand it. And so the Grinch went to the top of Mount Crumpet. He was like, I'm done with this. I'm done with this forever. He went so far as to want to steal it. Do you think the next year the Grinch didn't celebrate Christmas? No, he did. He did. Yes, he did. But because Christmas, no, because Christmas changed forever that day. That's something they don't talk about in the cartoon. Is that Christmas had gone too? What? That's what's beautiful about Christmas. It can change. Christmas had gone too far. It was all about, it had become all about figgy pudding and roast ham and the presents and the decorations. Roast beast, thank you. And Cindy Lou Who showed the Grinch that it doesn't have to be that way, but that's not Christmas. That's not Christmas. That's Cindy Lou Who and an activist who's trying to change Christmas. I would love for Christmas to change a lot because right now it sucks. What you She's just kind explained. of the Greta Thunberg of Christmas, it sounds well, like. Well, you've done, you've, I done think an, so too. you've done an excellent job of explaining the beautiful checks and balances system of Christmas. Because you're right, Christmas can sway and it works on a pendulum and a spectrum. And it does have to be brought back into place by these Christmas change makers. And they're legends, right? Like we got these Christmas heroes. Yeah. Yeah, they're Christmas heroes. And, and they're in the Christmas Hall of Fame for a reason, you know, because they make <laughs> Christmas better every time. And, and I, you're right, Luke, because you're, you're, you, you love Christmas so much. You have hope that Christmas can get better. And I'm glad we can agree on that point. I think we're ready to wrap this up. Okay. Does that count as his closing statement? 
Only if you want me Does to it win. count as his closing statement? Uh, no, not until we move into closing statements. And it feels like you both have a lot more to say, or at least some more to say. Uh, I'm just Luke. getting started. <laughs> I here's what here's what I, I something I wanted to pick up on earlier that will fold back into this. You said Bugs Bunny is a trickster, and you use that as a knock against him. This is what I have to say. Yeah, he's a trickster. Like you said, he's the greatest trickster of all time, which that's a direct quote from you. Yeah, I, I agree. But he is, what he is not is an outright liar, which is what Christmas is. When he's he a was, trickster when he, who when plays he... tricks for fun. Christmas <laughs> tells lies, tells lies to sell toys for money. Because Christmas, even though it's supposed to be about giving, it's all about being greedy. That's right. Christmas is all about Christmas greed and spending your dollar. So every gift you've given someone has been based on greed, A. And B, Bugs Bunny playing has never lied to anyone. He just says it for fun. Was not he the lies for trick. fun. So he does lie. <laughs> and people have for gotten hurt. Fun. And maybe, yeah, everyone, look, all of us, I mean, I mean look, look. You and I, Luke, both, both, you know, we both believe in Santa. Maybe for time, maybe not believe, but we had it broken to us perhaps at some point. And yeah. we're fine. But there have been people who've been maimed due to Bugs' <laughs> antics. That guy's a freak on a leash. He's He will you, go around and cause chaos. You have... I, I know this is an ad hom attack, but there's something fundamentally wrong with Jack and the way he sees <laughs> reality which makes him a bad faith competitor in this argument. Because at one point he's saying that Bugs Bunny isn't even real. Now he's saying that Bugs Bunny has real life maimed people. Jackie, hey, Jackie boy, you just said he wasn't real. So what are you talking? Wait, what does well, that even mean? You, but Sorry, well, I should preface <laughs> by saying in, in the, the, the cinematic Bugs, Mary Melody's universe, he has maimed people. He's pulled tricks. He's deceived. And, and maybe, you know. For fun. I mean, people do a lot of things for fun that I think should not be done. Fun is not a justification for doing something. I'm sorry, Mr. Bugs. I think I've heard enough here. Unless Luke? I think Luke is I'm ready to make my closing remark. All right. I'm ready to hear it. Please. We have strayed from the path. Um. That's what I really believe as a society, as in everything we have totally strayed from the path. And I think Jack is right that Christmas has the ability to, to be changed. I should say that not to change because Christmas is an inert event that happens every year. It doesn't change. People change it. Um, but where Christmas is right now, what Christmas looks like to the 21st century to Gen Z, Gen Z is ugly is consumerist is and i've said it again i've said it many times it's mucked up it's built on lies it's all about making cash and it's no fun for me because i don't get what i want and i have to chill with my divorced parents bugs bunny is probably honestly my only respite from it at this point because he's tricky He's funny, he's wry, he's smart. What's different about Bugs Bunny and Christmas is Bugs Bunny is constantly changing. He himself is mercurial. He, well, he's over here, he's over there. He's doing a silly voice. He's, he's this, he's that. As a cultural icon, he's, he's changing all the time. Christmas is stodgy. It's difficult to change. We do have great Christmas heroes like the Grinch who is obviously... Me and Jack see eye to eye on this. The Grinch is a great who, probably one of the greatest who's who ever lived um, in all of Whoville, including Cindy Lou and the mayor. And I rest my case. All right. Uh, Jack, would you like to make your final statement? I would. I'm going to be real. I think that everything that has been said against Christmas is coming from a place of someone whose heart I think is just drunk throughout this debate. I think Luke is coming from a place of sadness because 
he's lacking Christmas cheer. But Luke, I think you're gonna have a better Christmas than you think you will. And yeah, sure, Christmas may be mocked, but from the same perspective, I would argue Bugs is mocked. He hasn't been having a heyday. It's been a lot of bad media from Bugs of late. I don't know if you've been watching recent Bugs content, but look, it's it's the just new Looney seamless. Tunes is good. The new Looney Tunes is good. Hey, look. <laughs> I will not speak to that, but I just will say that Bugs, uh, he's got nothing on the greatest holiday. Sorry. Sorry. It's Christmas episode. Be really weird if it didn't Christmas lost in its own episode. Okay. Objection. That's my take. Leading the judge. I'm All not right. leading anyone. That, that was, I muted myself when I said that. I don't know how. All right. So, wow. Um, let, let me just say. Uh, I think that's maybe one of the best debates we've ever had on this yeah, show. That was, like were... just a, that was like a straight up battle right there. That was, that was honestly, that was... it was kind of, it took a lot from me. Me too. That. that was depleted. amazing. I feel depleted, uh, but I could go for round two. Why don't we take a 10 second break? And... <laughs> so, it, well, you two really both really pushed. So I have to commend both of you. Um, I, you. There were several points where I thought each of you uh, were winning. Um but at the end of the day, one of you uh, uh, edged out the other, um, and that person is Luke. Yes. Yes, because undefeated on the champ. Is... I hate. Go that. ahead, say it. Well, no, it's fine. It's just it's fine. Wait, wait. Explain yourself, Matt. I'm actually curious. What did I falter? Um. You never uh, uh, faltered per se, but Luke's so arguments won. overtook yours by the so end. I won. <laughs> you did I not. Won. You plateaued. Luke only got better. Yeah. That's right. But it, towards say, the beginning, towards the I beginning, totally, I can really agree. That's something less. I won't debate. Yeah. You say they never saw us coming, lest you're um, not alone. <laughs> so this this uh this is a Christmas episode because we talked about Christmas. Awesome! I well, should have remembered I mean, that before we recorded. <laughs> I know we should have done holly jolly topics, but look, I, I think we just spent like over twenty minutes on one debate where I was just fighting tooth and nail for for Saint Nick and and you know the holidays yeah. back home. You know, like I, Jack, it is to your point. Like I may be anti Christmas, but I. I care very deeply about its welfare, its effects on the public. Um, I see it as a huge problem that we have to tackle as a society. And basically, that, I want to save Christmas. You know? Well, the only way to save it is to steal it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be uh, we'll be back next uh, next Christmas with um, Christmas Jack and heist. Luke. Jack and Luke steal Christmas. <laughs> yes. Uh, Special then, appearance by uh, me as um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know maybe also myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe just like a silly kind of just hey, it's me, Matt. Yeah, I um and, I pull up with a skateboard under my arm, and I'm like, "What's yeah, up, yeah. guys?" I heard we were stealing shit. I just ganked this board. <laughs> anyway, I want in. <laughs> I think just then next Christmas we release Christmas after stealing it and we remodel it and then we celebrate Christmas the right way. I totally am behind that. I want a revamp for Christmas. Yeah. A reboot, perhaps. So we should reboot Christmas. Ben Shapiro, if you listen, you have the resources to do this. Just send me my uh, send me a Venmo, Jack Dash Homesley, and uh I will just forward that Venmo right to Luke. There may be a bit of a tax because there were damages that he did to me in the argument. So I might have to, <laughs> might have to take a little bit of that for my bills. Your hospital uh, bills. Heal myself. For a and then I'll send the rest heart. to Luke and he can, you know, change Christmas forever. Perhaps um, it's a, uh, like a soft reboot, like a, like a reboot. That's also a sequel. It's there for new <laughs> audiences, but it's also functionally a sequel for yeah. anyone who's, uh, who's experienced the original Christmas. Almost like a, almost like a space jam too. Yeah. Like a space jam too. A soft reboot. I'd love to soft reboot Christmas. And let's do we it soft in the re- summer. Yeah, but also, what if we combined? We like lumped in Hanukkah and maybe dare I say Valentine's Day? I think Luke just wants to bring back the Saturn festival where we Saturnalia, ingest Saturnalia, and then we're, we ingest and then regurgitate. 
I think that's a great idea. Because well, that sounds fun. I want to puke with my right. friends. Yeah, pu- puke with your friends. That's what it should be. We could even call it that. Just Ooh. Christmas too. Puke with your friends. <laughs> I like that quite Everyone a bit. Goes to a vomitorium. We need more vomitoriums. I know. Well, we have ridden the vomit comet, and it is dropping us off here at the end of the episode. Luke, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Luke. Thanks so much for having me, you two. This has been such a fun PCAST. Um, Means podcast. Yeah, that's that's really cute you came up with that. Uh, Now, plug something. (laughs) Um, Got any holes to plug? uh, No, ever since my graduation, I've got I've got zip to plug, but look out for me. My, my, um, my Instagram is the eye in the sky, but I, yeah, that, that's all I have, I guess. All right. Well, um, I would, uh, I'd also like to plug, uh, an Instagram, Jack and my Instagram, Matt and Jack comedy, uh, with an at sign before it. Mm. Um, you can also find me on in- individually Instagram or on Twitter, uh matty underscore cuts that's m-a-t-t-y underscore k-u-t-z and there is also an at sign before that uh on both platforms and i love how you do that with the at sign that's yeah. so cool it's just kind of a flourish it's so you thank you i love i love when my, an audio podcast just has some of those those really personal flourishes that you can you <laughs> just you can hear the the winds going against the mic just going with an at <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm on Instagram at Jack Holmesley. Um, and again, Luke, such a lovely episode. Uh, sorry I had to destroy you for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, sorry everyone. you got destroyed twice in a row, Luke. If anyone, tu- <laughs> if anyone tuned out and is just now tuning back in, yeah. I-, I took the dub of that last one. And that was crazy. I destroyed him. And, and, uh, and on that first one, Luke and I settled out of court. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Thanks Thank for, you for listening. listening. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Christmas and Hanukkah. Christmas and Hanukkah. Christmas and Hanukkah. Christmas and Hanukkah. Happy holidays.